Well, hello and welcome to Virtual Team Dynamics, the Ulfire podcast. My name is Francis Norman. I'm the founder and principal consultant here at Ulfire. At Ulfire, we specialise in helping you get the most from your virtual teams through understanding how your team members communicate and interact. This is episode number 22 and today we're going to be talking about cultural filters. As with all of our podcasts, there's an accompanying blog article on the Ulfire website, so please do check it out for additional information. And while you're there, of course, subscribe to our regular newsletter. It comes out once fortnight with links to new articles, both of our own and articles from around the net. Um, subscribe to the podcast and generally find out about a, a bit more about how we may be able to help your business. So, cultural filters. Now, this is a term that we're using in this particular piece to describe the way that individuals' personalities, past experiences, and so forth place filters in the ways that they see the world around them and the way that they experience things, and how those filters can be modified and changed through opportunities to be more let's say a bit more enlightened about uh, about cross-cultural working and cross-cultural relationships and how those filters may impede people's ability to work properly and to collaborate when they have to work in multicultural and cross-cultural virtual teams and co-located teams. So we offer in the article we offer uh, four steps as far as moving from having let's say, uh, unknown, unidentified and unmanaged cultural filters to the point where you have a full understanding and are open to all sorts of different cultural experiences. So the first step we refer to as assimilate. Now this is this is really where you where you take the opportunity to to uncover your subconscious and to begin to understand that things are different in other parts of the world, that things are different in other cultures, but that those differences are simply how things are done there. They're not good, they're not bad, they're just different. They're not better than what you do, they're not worse than what you do where you are normally from. Again, they are simply different. Now, I guess the example that we give in the article, for, for some people who've had who've grown up in an environment where they only are exposed to one kind of food, for instance, or one kind of um, cuisine, if they are suddenly presented with something that's completely alien and completely different to them, whether it's someone who suddenly has a really, really spicy meal where they've never eaten anything other than very uh, low-spiced and or unspiced food, or where they have something which is... Uh, potentially a kind of a meat or a vegetable they've never tasted before. For some people, their gut reaction is their natural reaction, if you like, their uncontrolled and unplanned reaction. This reaction can be um, quite stark. They can sort of run around batting at their mouths if they feel that they're 
that their mouths are being burnt and assaulted by very spicy food. They can uh, they can simply reject the food that's offered to them. Um, this is this is really the the sort of unguarded and unplanned and unconsidered introduction to cross cultural in a in a in a food perspective for people. They have, of course, similar reactions or can have similar reactions to different personality types, different ways of communicating, different cultural challenges, where their instant reaction, if they've never been in such an environment before, is just to say this is different, therefore it's bad, as opposed to once they consider things properly and have the chance to really understand where they are, to to take the view that this is different, therefore it's different. It's not good, it's not bad, it's not better, it's not worse, it's just different. So the first one is is assimilate. The second step that we would make then is to anticipate. So this goes from being in the uninitiated, um, new to all of this sort of a sense, to a position where you anticipate that things are going to change, that things will be different, and you begin to anticipate that these differences can be um, can be good or can be bad, but that they are going to happen. And as they happen, you can start to expect them and you can start to work with them as they come around. The third stage is evaluate. Now, this is where you begin to, to really learn for yourself as you go along to to think for yourselves and sort of think to yourself, okay, why did I, why did my initial reaction come out in such a particular way? Why did I react to that food, react to that cultural difference, react to that different behavioral form, react to different ways of doing business, whatever that may be? Why did I react in that way? Is it that it's just because it's alien to me? Is it because it challenges my own belief structure? Is it simply that it's something that's different that I need to accept as being different and to accept as being the way that these that these people in this other culture, that it's the norm for them, therefore I need to accept that it's the norm because, because it's just the way it is. It's not right, it's not wrong. Again, back to what we've been saying along, it's not right or not wrong, it's simply different. Then the fourth step, once you've gone through this evaluation process is to appreciate cultural differences to actually look at these differences for the positive strengthening features that they can be and can bring to any kind of a relationship and an interaction different cultural differences in a business can be as powerful as far as the business is building its own strengths and abilities go as any other form of diversity within an organisation, whether it's bringing in additional people of the alternate gender to those that are more dominant in an organisation, whether it's bringing in people who simply have very different views, um, bringing those people into meetings, bringing them into organisations where where their views may be challenging to the norm in the business, but where their views will also bring some different perspectives, some different questions, and all being well, will help the business become stronger and more viable. It's just the same with cultural differences. If you can bring in people who have very very different cultural backgrounds and perspectives, the questions that they will ask once they are settled into the organisation and once they are fully 
um, and adopted by the rest of the organization, the questions that they will ask will help to make that organization stronger, more effective and more viable and will also help to make that organization better to work across cross-cultural and international boundaries. So there's four steps, as we say, that you go through. Assimilate, anticipate, evaluate, and then finally appreciate these cultural differences. And once you start to really appreciate them, your life can become much more, much brighter, much more broadly um, open. You'll experience new things in a new way. You'll look for new experiences potentially rather than hiding from them and, and avoiding them. And those new experiences can make your life very, very much more pleasant and can make your business experiences absolutely phenomenal. So hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. And um, if you have, please do feel free to check us out at our website, which is www.ulfire.com.au. While you're there, check out our podcast feed. Um, check out our other articles, have a look and see what the business does and how we may be able to con to assist you with your organisational challenges. If we can, of course, please just drop us a line. All the contact details are on the website and we would dearly love to hear from you. So thank you very much. Mm-hmm.